You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Tell your neighbor, it's so good to see you today. Tell them you look so good. <laughs> yeah, some people are frowning. I don't know, but... Just tell them, smile. Jesus loves you. Amen. It's good to smile. When you come to church, it's not a place where you frown. Some people think if you smile in church, your face will crack. <laughs> no. Yes. You use less muscles to smile than to frown. So smile. It's good for you. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That word knowing is a key word. Knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. There's nothing you do for God that is in vain. The only time it's in vain is if you do it with the wrong motive. Okay? If you do it with the, with the wrong motive, then it's in vain. But if it's with the right motive, it's, if it's out of love, if it's out of devotion, if it's out of worship, if, it's, if it is out of appreciation, it's not in vain. It cannot be in vain. God is faithful. The Bible says he's faithful. He's not unjust to forget. Come on. It's not for unjust to forget your labor of love. All right? Serving the Lord sometimes requires sacrifice. Sometimes it takes more out of you than you expect. All right? Sometimes he requires more than you are even willing to give. <laughs> If you haven't been there yet, as you walk with the Lord, you will get there. One day he told Abraham, he said to Abraham, after 25 years of waiting, and he got Isaac, and Isaac has grown to be a handsome young lad. God says, go and offer him to me on a mountain that I will show you. Your son, the one and only, forget about Ishmael. Because if God had asked Abraham for Ishmael, that would have been an easy sacrifice. <laughs> it would have been an easy offering. Hallelujah. Amen. 
You know that, right? It would have been an easy one. And so God didn't even have a record of Ishmael. So he says to him, bring Isaac, your only son. Look at that. Yes. Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. You see, what you love, whom you love, is at risk of being placed on the altar. <laughs> yes. And God says, you need to offer him there to me as a burnt offering. Hmm? Amazing. Amazing. But that's how God is. He wants to test your love. He wants to test your devotion. He wants to test, do you really love me? He asked Peter, do you love me more than these? <laughs> Amen. So he's not unjust to forget. He cannot forget. That sacrifice that Abraham offered on Mount Moriah up till today is being recounted. And for all eternity, there are things you do for God. There are things that you do in the house of God. There are things that you do for the kingdom that for eternity, your story will be told. I'm telling you, when you see anyone that doesn't want to serve God, doesn't want to, doesn't want to serve in the house of God, doesn't want to serve in the kingdom, don't feel bad. Don't, don't force the person. Well, you can feel bad and pray for them that God will open their eyes to see the value of serving. Because one day, when you get to heaven, they'll say, oh, because of this you did. <laughs> I'll never forget, I read one story. This was from a magazine years ago. And this guy kept having this vision of heaven. He kept seeing himself in heaven. And in heaven, he's walking the streets of gold. And as he's walking the streets of gold, he's looking at beautiful mansions. He's seeing so many mansions and so on. And he can't find his own mansion. <laughs> he can't find his own. And he's, he's like, where is mine? Where is mine? Where is my reward? And an angel came to him and hands him a bag that is full of ashes. So he opens this bag and he sees ashes. And the angel said to him, that's your reward. <laughs> What a sad case in such a happy place. He said, that's your reward. He said, what? He said, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? He said, no, you did it for yourself. Not for the Lord. What you see here is all those that did for the Lord. The ones you did for yourself, 
don't count here. So that is your reward. You can have it. And the guy was weeping. And he gets out of that vision. He's back on earth. Oh my goodness. How many people know he will repent quickly? (laughs) He immediately changed. That was the mercy of God. Trying to help him. So that he doesn't end up in eternity without a reward. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, be steadfast. Be immovable in these shaky times. These are times that things are shaky. The commitment of people is shaky. There's so much that is happening to stop you from continuing in your walk with the Lord. There's so much that is is coming against you to stop you from walking in faith, from continuing in faith. Jesus says, he that endures to the end shall be saved. It's not the beginning that counts, it's the end. Come on. It's the end. Are you going to endure to the end? Will you maintain your faith till the end? Will you maintain your conviction till the end? Will you maintain your love till the end? It is only he that endures to the end that shall be saved. I have news for you. Once saved, always saved. It's not in the Bible. It's a fabrication of hell. Concocted by some theologians. To confuse people. You cannot erase what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 13. You can't. There's no doctrine you can bring that will erase what Jesus said. He who endures to the end shall be saved. How saved are you? Ask your neighbor. Neighbor. How saved are you? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. We will know at the end. Not now. It's not the end that we will know. Okay? But Jesus has given us a clue already. He has told us. Okay? That's why you need to be steadfast. That's why you need to be immovable. Come on. Don't let anything deceive you. Don't let anyone lie to you. To change your commitment to God. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Not sometimes abounding. Say always. All the time. There must be an abundant release of love, devotion, service, faith, sacrifice, obedience. Always. It shouldn't be regulated by the weather. It shouldn't flow with the 
times. It shouldn't flow with the economy. No, no, always. Always. When you see your love wearing out, do something about it. Do you understand me? When you see your face shake it, do something about it. Please. Don't wait until it gets to a point that you struggle to pick it up again. And there are many ways the enemy gets people. Don't allow offenses. Offenses can affect your faith. Offenses can affect your commitment. Offenses can affect your walk with God. Be steadfast. Be immovable. So when, when you see something happening to bring, to plant seeds of offense in your heart, I want you to see beyond that situation. It's your faith that is the target. It's your commitment that is the target. It's your love that is the target. That's what the enemy is doing. He is busy, busy, especially in these last days, in these shaky times that we're living in. So many things are going on that are causing people to throw the towel and say, no, I've had enough. I've had enough of this Christianity. I've had enough of church. I've had enough of obedience. I've had enough of no, please don't be like that. Don't be like that. Let's look at Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24, the disciples of Jesus came to him to ask him one of the signs of the end. All right? What would be the sign of his coming and all of that? And Jesus begins to break down different things. Okay? But the first thing he said is take heed that no one deceives you. One of the strategies of the enemy is deception. His, one of his greatest, most successful weapons is deception. He uses deception to get people out of God's will. He uses deception to get people to go against God. He uses deception. I mean, think about someone that was right there in God's presence and was able to convince a third of his angels. I mean, give him credit. He's good at his job. Right there in God's presence. The angels believed him. And they joined him to fight the Almighty. Hey, what did he promise them? I wonder what he told them. I wonder how he put it across. I wonder, he was very compelling. He was convincing. What he said made sense. Maybe even had scriptures to support what he said. I don't know. How did he convince them? And they agreed to gang up with him. To go against the almighty. The one that made them. The one whose breath gave them life. Imagine what 
What kind of a mind is that? But you see, that same creature is on the earth today. It's on the earth today. And so Jesus said, take heed, Matthew 24, verse 4, that no one deceives you. He says, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and deceive many. Oh. So many will be taken off the right path by people who come in the name of the Lord. Can you see that? So be steadfast. He says, and many will hear, sorry, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Hallelujah. Don't be troubled. Touch your neighbor say, don't be troubled. Yeah, don't be troubled. When you see these things, don't be troubled. All right? For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. We've seen all these things. Am I correct? And these are the beginning of what? Sorrows. And says they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Have you noticed the controversy the name of Jesus always sparks up in many circles on the earth today? When you say God, it's not offensive. The moment you say Jesus, that is, the, that is, that is where the problem starts. You mentioned Jesus. Why? So he says, these things are going to happen. All right? But look at verse 10. He says, many. He says, then many will be what? Offended. Can you see? That's why I say offense is one of the keys to taking you off God's plan. I'm telling you. Beware of offenses. If you are easily offended, you need to really pray for your soul. Okay? You don't want to lose that soul. Offense can make you lose your soul. Okay? Let's watch it. Steadfast, be movable. Amen. So people, many people leave church. Why? Because of offense. Am I correct? Many people quit marriage because of what? Offense. Many people kill because of what? Offense. <laughs> yeah. Offense is a terrible thing. The psalmist says, great peace have they who love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall cause them to stumble. Offense is a choice. Offense doesn't just drop on you. 
It comes. It knocks. And it wants you to open the door. If you open the door, it will enter. But if you don't open, it cannot force itself in. It can't. So many people lose their blessings because of offense. Yeah. God has dispatched the angel. The angel is coming and is about to land with the blessing. They've been waiting for five years for this breakthrough. And now God is about to bring it. Then Satan just says, hey, before the angel arrives, let me send offense. <laughs> offense comes and then they make a decision based on offense. And then they now miss the opportunity. And they blame God for not answering them. Many times we blame God for what we do. For the consequences of our actions or inactions. Because you reap what you sow, right? To every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. There is a law of cause and effect. Everything you see was caused by something. Don't believe the lie that things just happened. There was just a bang and everything just came in place intact. Powerfully, intelligently arranged. Come on. You're more intelligent than that. Hmm? Lysaka. <laughs> you scientists, you're trying to confuse the world. Hmm? Yeah. Is it, is it just... Have you ever, you just, you just, you left your house, you were, you were about to travel, you just travel, you left everything scattered. And because your travel is for, maybe for 10 years, you came back home, the house was arranged. It just, there was just an explosion in the house. Then everything just got in order. Powerful. What an intelligent explosion. <laughs> I said, no, because it's for millions of years. So things improve with time. Is that, is that, is that how it works? Hmm? What's the second law of thermodynamics? Come on, guys. Hmm? Somewhere at the back. Uh, all right. Think about it. Go search it out. Things don't improve with time. They don't. They deteriorate with time. That's the science. And yet, they bring a doctrine and tell you it's science. And you believe it. Deception is powerful. Okay. Stop going around, Eric. Stick to the text. And then many will be offended. And then what will they do? Betray one another. You see, the mother of betrayer, offense. If you go and investigate, you find that Judas probably was offended by Jesus and didn't deal with the offense. So that offense gave birth to betrayal. So, no, okay. 
You're not allowing me to take more money. <laughs> hmm? Every time, charity, charity. Look at wasting money, wasting all this money. I have a project I want to do. <laughs> they keep blocking me. I don't know, I'm just, that's my imagination. <laughs> On hyper. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So betrayal becomes easy when there's offense. Betrayal doesn't just land. It doesn't just happen. No, there's a progression. Satan sows a seed of offense. The seed matures. It's cultivated. It's watered. Then it matures. Then when it matures, it now gives birth to betrayal. And when there's betrayal, <laughs> it says hatred. Now, hatred, that's what leads to murder. So Jesus said, hey, he that hates his brother is a murderer. See, I hate him. I hate her. Mm. Well, may God help you to have a change of heart and not allow those seeds in your heart. If there's any hatred in your heart, let it be uprooted this morning. In the name of Jesus, no matter what you have gone through, no matter what has been done to you. Do you know what they did to Jesus? What they did to you is nothing compared to what they did to Jesus. And yet he kept loving to the very end. To the very end. I'm telling you, even Judas, he knew Jesus was betraying him. He says, friend, have you, have you come to betray me with a kiss? Have you come to? He still calls him friend. Can you do that? Well, you should be able to. You have Christ in you. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You start praying. Lord, kill him tonight. When he goes out, let him not come back. In the name of Jesus. Huh? Come on, people. <laughs> oh my lord but there's nobody like that here nobody prays those kind of prayers glory to God Jesus knew he knew exactly he says have I not chosen you twelve and one of you is a thief and a devil he knew but yet he still loved That's my Jesus. Tell someone, that's my Jesus. Yes. You know? So he says that they, they will hate one another. Then he says there will be many false prophets that will deceive many. Again, you see, deception keeps appearing and appearing here. That should tell you how, how rampant it will be. So, Satan has different structures and systems of deception. 
Now it's going to begin to release. Okay? It's going to release. But we are not ignorant of his devices. Hallelujah. He says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. That is why people are going to move. They're going to shift in their convictions. They will shift in their faith because their love has gone cold. Haven't you noticed it that those of you that have experienced a bit of love, you know. <laughs> yeah, you've experienced a bit of that. You know, at the start, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you have to give even your eye, you will bring it out and give. There was a time like that. <laughs> All right. You see, I have a witness. <laughs> and then after some time, hey, that's why love needs to be stirred. Do you understand me? Love needs to be stirred. You know, if you don't stir it up, it will die. It will just wear out. It will start getting lukewarm. Hmm? Lukewarm. Then after that, it goes out. Then you say, I don't love you anymore. I used to, but now I don't. What happened? Huh? What happened? The Bible says love never fails. It says many waters cannot quench love. If it is true love, what happened? You have moved. That's what happened. You are not immovable. That is why you have moved from your conviction from the beginning. You have moved from the place where love covered a multitude of sins. Because at that time, they were trying to talk to you. They were trying to say, no, this person is like this. He said, no, 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 no. This person is an angel. You were just seeing glory. When you look at the person, you just see Jesus. Jesus. Is that not so? Yeah. <laughs> When, you, when the person just walks, in fact, you, don't, you have not seen the person, you just hear the voice, you start singing. You start singing. You, all of a sudden, you are inspired. Hmm. Yeah. You, you start writing poems. You start composing songs. Now we are looking for those songs. Where are those songs? Bring them out. <laughs> you have moved. Get back to that place. Hallelujah. Yes. Can you, can you remember when you first gave your life to Jesus? You couldn't get enough of him. 
If church is from morning to night, you will be the last person to leave. You remember that? When they preach, if the message is two hours after, at the end, you'll be upset. Continue, continue. What happened? Where is your love? Ask your friend, your neighbor, where is your love? <laughs> Amen. Be immovable. Be immovable. One of the things that's going to take you through this time is your love, the intensity of your love for the Lord. I'm telling you, if you don't love him enough, you cannot endure what is coming. You cannot endure persecution. You cannot endure ridicule. You know, we're getting to a point now that it will become offensive for you to, to, to even say some scriptures publicly. We're getting to that place. In fact, we're already there because in some nations, a pastor recently in Europe was arrested, you know, was arrested for preaching some scriptures. No? Because the scripture is against, the scripture that says that LGBT is an abomination. He preached it and he was arrested. He was arrested for hate speech. Political correctness is not biblical correctness. Okay? Yeah. It's not. But do you know, do you realize that we need the body of Christ to be strong? Strong in the Lord. Strong in the word. Strong in faith. Strong in commitment. And to love the Lord. There was a time in the early church, Peter said to them, is it right? Should we rather obey men than God? You judge for yourself. Which one is correct? Is it political correctness? Because at that time, Caesar was declared Lord. Okay? Caesar was known as Lord. And Christians refused, refused to accept the lordship of Caesar. So as time went on in the early, uh, in the, the, the first hundred years of Christianity, there was serious persecution that arose at around 60 um, AD. At around 60 AD, persecution started. And what was the reason for the persecution? They are saying that there is another lord called Jesus. The rest of the nation, politically, it was correct to say Caesar is Lord. And then these Christians come and they are saying, no, that our Lord is Jesus, not Caesar. That's why most of the disciples lost their heads for saying Jesus is Lord. Now those days are coming back on the church. 
Can you stand for your faith? Or are you going to move? Do you have a backbone of steel? Or do you have featherweight? <laughs> are you strong? Do you know what you believe? Are you ready to stand for what you believe? Sometimes some of you have stopped loving somebody because another person said something about that person. That person has done nothing to you. But somebody else got up and said, this person is a bad person. And you have not experienced anything bad from that person. But because somebody said it, you, you moved in your conviction. And now you look at the person, you go the other way. Meanwhile, he has done nothing to you. Be steadfast. Say, be steadfast. Be immovable. Let's be strong. Come on. Don't be a weakling. Please. Be strong. Yeah. Is anybody perfect? There's nobody perfect. No. I'm not, I'm not loving you because you have done everything right all the time. Because God is loving me in spite of the fact that I've not done everything right all the time. And I'm enjoying his love. Why can't I give it to another person? If it's good for me, why isn't it good for my neighbor? Do you understand? Now, I'm not saying we should compromise and then now, you know, drop our standard. But just, just be careful. Because there's a lot of offenses flowing all over the place. And let that not be our portion. In the name of Jesus. I want to read this verse. There's a paraphrase called Gordon Clack of 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Listen to this. Okay? They Gordon Clark says, therefore, we should mortify emotion, be steadfast, unchangeable, not erratic, and scatterbrained, easily discouraged, and should multiply our good works. That is... His good works in and through us. In the knowledge that the Lord will make them profitable. Powerful. No emotions. Emotions are not meant to lead you. Okay? That's not the purpose of emotions. Emotions are not to guide you. That's not the purpose of emotions. Emotions are just to help to enhance your experience of life. Nothing more. But if you allow feelings to guide how you make decisions, you'll be misled because many things can, have, can trigger certain emotions. Am I correct? 
Some, sometimes I used to be shocked and amazed, you know, at um, my wife and my daughter. They are watching. They are watching something, you know, and they are happy. And they are crying. I, 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 it's, and I'm like, I'm just amazed at the wonders of God. <laughs> I'm amazed. And I'm like, so for a while, it used to confuse me. Now I'm used to it. You know, I said, everything okay? Yes, yes. I'm just happy. I'm just happy. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm just happy he won. Are you going to have part of it? No. You, you're just happy for him. And then you're crying. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, it's amazing. Don't know someone say it's just amazing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But that's beautiful. It is beautiful that you can be so happy for someone that is not connected to you. It's not even linked to you. And the joy is so much that it's bringing tears. So you see, emotions are good. They have their place. Do you understand? But not to guide your life. Don't, don't make that mistake. Not to guide your life. They enrich your life. They help you to have rich experiences. But that's, that's it. Even God is emotional. So we got it from him. So emotions are not bad. Okay? So some of you that are drama kings or drama queens. <laughs> In the Godhead, you know, there's one of the members of the Godhead that is a drama, a drama king. Guess who? Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. He's a, he's a drama king. Hallelujah. Amen. So his own emotions are like on another level compared to Jesus and the Father. That's why Jesus said, look, you can blaspheme against me. It's okay. But this one, don't cross that line. If you blaspheme in the Holy Spirit, no forgiveness for you. Why? Why is there no forgiveness? The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts you. Now you blaspheme against the one that convicts you, so that you can repent and then be forgiven. So He is not there to do it. Jesus cannot do it for you. The Father will not do it. It's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit. So don't blaspheme against Him. Are you hearing me? Yeah, some people say that, that what is happening in our midst is of the devil. Be careful. Be careful. Hey, that's a dangerous line to cross. Don't cross that line. What God is doing, God is changing lives. God is touching lives. God is popping miracles like popcorn. And you are saying it's the devil. Do you know what you are doing when you talk like that? If you cross that line, no intercession can help you. 
Even Jesus will say, I told you. I warned you. Hallelujah. Just because you are offended, you become reckless in your speech. I didn't know I was going to come this direction, but somebody needs it. Say, neighbor, be careful. Amen. Don't allow offense to make you lose your sense of reasoning. Do you understand? God wants to magnify his greatness in your life. But don't allow the enemy to now come in and dismantle what God is doing. Hallelujah. We're going to see them popping like popcorn. Say miracles popping like popcorn. Yes. Say miracles in abundance. But just be careful. Don't be offended. Okay? Be quick to forgive. Quick, quick, quick. Even if the person doesn't apologize, just forgive them. Give them forgiveness credit. Somebody say forgiveness credit. Those of you that like credit cards, have forgiveness credit. Have a forgiveness credit account for people. Open that account for them. Fill it with forgiveness. Fill it with forgiveness, knowing that one day they will do something. Then you just, you know, take from that credit. Hallelujah. Just do that. And then after some time, you see that it would help you. It will work in your favor going forward. But you say, yeah, you've done so much for me. I'm not going to forgive you. I'm not going to forgive you. I love what Pastor Rice Brooks said. He said, Unforgiveness is like somebody take, drinking poison, hoping that his enemy will die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of madness is that? Hmm? Somebody did something, you want to punish the person, then you drink poison by yourself, and then you are hoping that that person will die. He won't die. You are the one that will be tortured. So unforgiveness is one of the easiest ways to give access to demons. I can't go into that now, but it, it, it's, it's biblical. It's one of the ways that you open your heart, your life to torment. Tormenting spirits, afflictions, diseases, infirmities, madness. All kinds of things come with unforgiveness. I'm telling you. Pastor, I thought I was coming to hear about how I can be a millionaire. <laughs> what I'm giving is more than millions. It will preserve your life. It will preserve you on the path of destiny. It will preserve the mighty works of God in your life. Hallelujah. I have to stop now. 
Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Did you get something this morning? Is it helping you? If you have any unforgiveness towards anyone, I want you to forgive them now. If anybody has offended you, just quietly talk to the Lord. Lord, I bring this person. I forgive them. I'm telling you, unforgiveness, with unforgiveness, people have lost their salvation. That's why one save, always save. <laughs> it's, it's not biblical. Jesus says, if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. We want to experience God's forgiveness. We want to experience God's power. We want to experience God's miracles. But we need to make sure our hearts are in the right condition. We need to remain steadfast in our faith. We need to remain steadfast in our love. We need to remain steadfast in our convictions. The word of God is already at work in your life. If you struggle with offenses, I want you to receive grace this morning. Receive grace to forgive. I free you from every chain. I free you from every shackle of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I declare your freedom. I declare your liberty. If there's anyone who is going through pain in the body, I declare healing right now. Every spirit, every unclean spirit that has come into your life, I cast them out right now in the name of Jesus. Leave right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of infirmity that has come into your life, either through offense or whatever reason, I command them to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Be free in your body. Be free in your mind. Every harassment in your mind, every mental assault from the enemy, I free your mind from that right now. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free. Mentally. Mental. Soundness. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. I release soundness over your mind. In the name of Jesus. Be made whole. Be made whole. Now, if you came here sick, I want you to know that today is your appointment for healing. Alright? Today is your appointment. The power of sickness is broken over your body. Right now. Right now. If there's anything you could not do, start doing it right now. Right now you will see that God has touched your body. But you need to step up. Step out in faith. If you 
want to experience the power of God. Thank you, Father. I give you praise for your people. I give you glory. I give you glory. Lord God, where we have left our first love, we repent. Forgive us, O oh God. Bring us back to that place. That place, O oh Father, of fervency, fervent love for you. Do a work in our hearts, O oh God. Even stir us up as a church. Stir us up once again. Lord God, the fire we, we, we used to have, let it be rekindled right now. Let it be rekindled. The, the fervent love we used to have for one another, let it be rekindled right now. The love we used to have, even for people we don't know, Lord, let it be kindled. The love we used to have for people who are not like us, let it be rekindled. Oh, my Lord and my God, do a work in our hearts this morning. My God, no place for offense in this house. I banish the spirit of offense from this house in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. We're going to break bread right now. And this is, a, this is a holy moment. As we break bread, I want you to know that there is power in communion. Okay? As we partake of this. This is a covenant meal. There is power as you partake of this. Expect there to be a release into your life. Okay? Into your heart, into your body, into your spirit. Listen to what the Bible says. I receive from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. That the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Hallelujah. His death broke the power of the enemy and his resurrection sealed it hallelujah and announced it to the entire universe and the price has been fully paid and death has been defeated satan has been conquered satan has lost the keys of death and hades and now we can experience the life of God, the power of God, the glory of God. We can now become one with God. We can carry the image of the invisible. Hallelujah. As we partake of this, Father, I thank you. I declare. As we partake of these emblems, symbolizing the body 
and the blood of Jesus. Let there be miracles. Let there be miracles. Let miracles pop like popcorn. In every life here. Everyone believing you for a miracle. If you are trusting God for a miracle, just say what miracle you are trusting Him for. Come on, just speak it. Just speak it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm believing you for this. I'm believing you for this particular miracle. Be specific. Be specific. I'm trusting God that there will be an explosion of miracles after today. From this very moment. Yes, receive your miracle. It doesn't matter what kind of miracle it is. Believe God. Tell the Lord. Lord, this is the kind of miracle I'm trusting you for. Yes. Jesus has paid for it. Thank you, Father. Lord, let your power flow. Let the miracle power flow. I release miracles in abundance for your people right now. As they partake, as they partake, there will be an explosion of dunamis. Dunamis power will explode within them and bring about manifestations. Explosive unrestrained manifestations explosive manifestations that cannot be resisted that cannot be contained in the name of Jesus chains will fall off curses will be reversed hallelujah doors will open healings will take place there will be breakthrough thank you Lord thank you Lord every kind of miracle is released right now let's partake in faith in Jesus name I declare the resurrection power. Let there be multiple resurrections. Multiple resurrections. The power of death has been broken. Every manifestation of death in the lives of your people I command to be broken. Lord God, whatever it is that kills vision, that kills relationships, whatever it is that kills kills businesses, whatever it is that kills opportunities, whatever it is that kills kills in any form I reverse them 
by the resurrection power of Jesus. Right now, for your people, I declare that. I declare that right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has died is coming back to life. It's rising again. It's rising again in your life. It's rising again in your heart. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. There is a resurrection that is happening right now. Receive it. Receive it. The resurrection is a person. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the Zoe, the Anastasis and Zoe. Receive it right now. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Is there anyone here? You came here sick in your body. You, you came sick in your body. Anybody? Raise your hand. Okay, there's one there. Anybody else? Okay, all right. All right. Now, I want you to get up. Do what you could not do. Check your body right now. The healing power of God is released over you. Check your body. Come on. Move. Is there anything you could not do before? We're going to check your body. It's gone. Every spirit of infirmity is gone. I cast you out right now in the name of Jesus. Because of time, at the end of the service, there are going to be people here that will be ministering. You come to them and let them attend to you. Okay? Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. I give you glory. If you're here and you're not born again, I want to give you this opportunity. Just raise your hand. I'll pray for you quickly before we wrap up. You want to receive Jesus into your heart. Every eye closed. Anybody want to do that? Raise your hand. Let me see. I don't see any hand. I don't see any hand. Okay. Those watching online, Father, if you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that he is Lord. And I receive him. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. You've caused me to love what you love and to hate what you hate. I receive you by faith. I put my trust in you for salvation. Save me. Deliver me. Make me brand new. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me pray for you, Father. I thank you for those who just pray this prayer. I declare your kingdom over them. Let the new creation reality manifest in their lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. People, God bless you real good. Thank you for your patience. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.